MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation, or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Love that bumper music. Welcome to uh, Behind the Badge. This is Sheriff Todd Baxter. I'm here with Amy Young, and uh, we're here to uh, share a little behind the badge of the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. That's what this podcast is designed to do, uh, let you into our world, give you an insight of who we are, what we do, what law enforcement is all about. Uh, and in the Sheriff's Office, we have a unique opportunity besides law enforcement. We run a jail, we uh, do court security, and we run a civil bureau that most people don't even know what, what that is. So we're looking forward to sharing that with you. Amy, uh, Hello. Hello, Sheriff. So glad to be here. Yeah, this is fun. All the preparation going behind the scenes. Yes, and we have great people to help us with our uh, inaugural or one of one of the first few yeah. podcasts that we're kicking off here at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. And we have two great guests today as well, under Sheriff Corey Brown and my partner in the communications office, Sergeant Matt Batone. Welcome, guys. Hey, how about real quick we just share who's behind the scenes yes, so we know yes, who yes, actually built this thing out. We have Deputy Sanders Tisdale and Deputy Jamie Owen with the Monroe County Sheriff's Office Court Bureau, and right. they are pros when it comes to podcasting. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for building this out for us, guys, and hopefully people enjoy the show that uh, we can take a peek behind uh, law enforcement and actually show that we're real people doing uh, a noble work, I think, uh, an honorable job. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, behind that uniform is a, is a bunch of individuals that go home to their families and, and have desires and loves and, and want to get things done in their, their community. So... Sergeant Matt Patone. Good morning, Sheriff. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? Delightful. Amy says you work in the public information section, huh? I do. Yeah. I do. How about a little uh, before that, before you came up as a PIO? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, Matt Patone. I'm a sergeant with the Sheriff's Office. Uh, got promoted in August of 2018. Uh, worked a little bit out on the road. And in November of 2019, I was brought up to be the public information officer. Uh, so I'm still trying to get my feet wet and, uh, and see everything that, you know, when you come from patrol for the last 13 and a half years and now you come over to this, it's definitely an eye-opening experience. You get to see the inner workings of the department and no two days are the same, just like on the road, but it's it's different work and it's great. I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, some of the opportunities that we've had so far, never once when we sat down to interview a couple months ago, did I think that we'd be doing a podcast right. but here we are Surprise. so yeah and that's and one it's of, great that's exactly one of our objectives today is to share our, our organization our culture of get it done right we can let's create things and, and get it done whether it's taking care of the community or making the cops better at their job uh, or making the jail a safer place and and one of the people when I became sheriff about two years ago I brought with me or, or begged to come with me is under sheriff Corey Brown and sheriff under sheriff good to have you in a, the first podcast yeah, I'm really excited to be here. You know, one of the things I just realized as I was sitting here is that when I first started back in 1996, the person that called and told me to come to work with was Sheriff Todd Baxter at the time. He was going to be my class counselor. And then 10 years later, I was Sergeant Batone's class counselor when he was in the academy. Wow. So it's kind of a running cycle. So Correct. he's going to have to get out to the academy soon so that yeah. he can have the same cycle going. <laughs> I have a story for someone else. Yeah, I would love to. I'm enjoying the uh, domino effect here. That's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Under Sheriff, how about a little bit about your career? So like I said, I started in 1996. I've uh, worked at many different places in the Rochester Police Department. I was a school resource officer at East High School for five years, neighborhood service center lieutenant. I ran training backgrounds and recruitment for five years. Uh, I was a captain of Clinton section, which I absolutely loved. It's like the, your own little police chief in your section, but it really right. gets out in the community and get to know those people that 
live and work there and how you can better work with them and uh, try to make a difference for them. Then I worked in the chief's office, and then when you got elected, you called me and asked me to come over, and I, I want to say that sometimes I, I don't think everything that we're doing over here is what you sold me. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, yeah. it's been just a tremendous opportunity. I mean, Yeah, I, I think I fired you four times already, haven't I? Or you keep on coming back is the way it really goes. You, you know, there's not a week that goes by that you don't remind me I'm selling probation. <laughs> It's a good thing. Well, the, uh, you know, one of my goals, you know, running for sheriff, people says, uh, said, uh, or asked me many times, why would you run for sheriff? And trust me, running for uh, a political office is not a fun thing. Running through a political system is absolutely annoying. Uh, but to become a sheriff is, is an incredible opportunity. You know, the sheriff has so much um, that they can do. It's, it's like a bully pulpit for law enforcement and a bully pulpit for, for what we're trying to do as a culture and a community. And uh, that was the reason I ran. You know, can we use this position to build up police officers uh, form good teams and get stuff done. Uh, and that's, I think we've been very successful in two years and, and every good leader knows you're not doing it. You just have the vision and try and create the opportunity. And then a bunch of people come behind you like this podcast. And all of a sudden, uh, three weeks later, we got, uh, the mixers and the mics and, uh, and, uh, and friends that know how to do it, helping us out. Um, yeah. And one of the things I, I really enjoyed coming over here as a sheriff and, and a younger sheriff and I and Matt Patone have all been road cops all their life. And, uh, we picked up this thing called the jail. You know, and under sheriff, you know, unique environment. But man, I've, I've absolutely fallen in love with the jail and, and that style of law enforcement. And what what can occur in there? And you know, one of the things that we talked about earlier is uh, an ID program. Why don't you describe it? You know, we we did the driver's license, non non driver's license ID cards, and things like that. Sure. So one of the exciting things and the unknown things was uh, the jail. And we talked about before we started that. You know, we get to spend a lot of time in the jail and try to learn what's going on there and the amazing deputies that work inside the jail every day. And one of our goals was to try to make it so inmates, when they leave, they don't come back. And one of the trials they were running into is something as simple as identification. So they would leave without identification. Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, they get stopped out on the road, they had no identification. Lots of times they end up back where we are, right. back in the jail. And the cycle just repeats. Or they want to go get identification, but they can't get into the building that they need to because they don't have ID. So they had tried that in the past, but I was able to work with the county uh, clerk's office and Captain Kennedy from the jail, and we just made it happen. You know, we found obstacles and just overcame them, whether it was reaching out to DMV or reaching out to the state or what's going on inside the jail. And, you know, John Kennedy did a, did a lot of the legwork, and it was just one of those things where it couldn't happen before, but that was just a new approach and trying things differently and getting more people on board, and we were able to make it happen. So now we can issue non-driver's ID inside the jail. Yeah, simple question of going to people. Sorry, you me cut you no, off. You no, know, you go to these people that say, you know, nah, I don't think so, and you say, why not? You know, they, they, why not then? You tell me why we can't because I'm going to overcome that obstacle, right? And and you empower good people to get that done. It's amazing. So why an ID card? The undersheriff hit it, you know. People are leaving the Monroe County Jail. We spend five, six months incarcerating them. We're doing tons of programming in them to make sure they don't come back, uh, save taxpayers money, make them better productive citizens. And then they leave here with a simple thing like without identification uh, and try and get into the federal building to apply for a service or apply for something or try and get into another building. And first thing they ask, can I see your ID? You know, they're meeting all these obstacles. If we can eliminate those barriers, those obstacles while they're in jail and give them good successful training and, you know, incarcerate them, obviously. Uh, but hopefully they don't come back. Uh, benefit for everybody, them, taxpayers, us. Uh, so that's pretty fun to, to see programs like that build out, and, and, and hopefully we'll give them a New York State driver's license. And uh, how much did that cost the uh, the taxpayer, that, that system that we're giving inmates IDs? That was one of the kickback. People were yelling, oh, you're going to give them free stuff. Uh, so that's the best part is that when, uh, you know, they buy things for food and stuff like that, extra stuff that, 
they don't need but that we allow them to purchase they we use profits from that to pay for the identification so it doesn't cost taxpayers anything and they're just thrilled to death that we're we're doing this for them and providing them a chance to get an identification before they come back and i think for me is not only to change the life of the person that you're letting out if you can make it so they don't come back how many countless victims are we right. helping by not having your car broken into in the middle of the night because they're back to their old future ways. victims of crime right so we're really just making the community safer by just giving them an alternative I was going to ask you what kind of feedback you've heard from the inmates and, and what kind of difference have you made in their lives? So the inmates can't believe that we were doing this. They were just uh, very surprised that this was happening, that, that DMV would come into the jail and that we would help them with identification. And let's face it, when it comes to identification of people, the jail is one of the places where we have the most positive identification right. on the person. <laughs> and that's how we're able to They're not getting out to we so, ID them, right? Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. we know exactly who they are. So we were able to work with DMV with that and so that they could leave with the actual New York state identification paid for by themselves and the profits from commissary fund. So it was, it was really a win-win. Win-win-win all the way around. And That's like fun. you said, I mean, coming from the road patrol, that was something I never would have thought of, you know, it never ran into that situation of why would we provide that? But that's a great way to turn around in a, you know, you always have to look at a, um, at a problem and say, what, are, what kind of solutions can we come up with? And that's great. Never would have thought of that. Um, but again, like you said, if we don't have an ID on somebody, we can't just let them go. We have to positively identify that person to make sure that we are arresting the correct person or dealing with the correct person. It's great. Well, we're going to spend a little more time talking to you folks, but uh, we asked a friend to call in and uh, uh, we're trying to do a little introduction to a show we're going to run in a couple of weeks. And uh, a great friend of mine, a great friend of my family's, and a great warrior for our country is a uh, a gentleman I got to know uh, probably 10, 15 years ago. Uh, Mark can confirm that for me, but Mark Wilmot. Uh, Mark, you on the air? I am. Wemo. How are you doing, Sheriff? Known as Wemo, too. So, Wemo, how you doing? I'm very well. I'm humbled to be on here listening to the problem solving. I just got to hear from uh, y'all there. Yeah. Welcome, Wemo. Welcome, Wemo. <laughs> I like that. Great to hear your voice, Wemo. Yeah. You know, uh, you're missed around here, brother, brother and uh, we're dying to get you back up here. And, and uh, the projects, we'll, we'll hit on that in a second, the projects we've been working on together. Um, Mark, uh, let me embarrass you just a bit. I know you grew up in uh, Aurora down on the lake and, uh, and are a local guy, but uh, can you just uh, share with us a little bit about your military career? I think people are going to be very fascinated by uh, your service to our country and uh, recently retired after 30 years. Uh, or I can embarrass you and share everybody your, your resume. So how about... What, what led you to the United States Navy, and what did you do in the Navy, sir? Well, yeah, sure. I was uh, figured out I couldn't uh, major in Division Three football at SUNY Portland, <laughs> so I uh, I went into the Navy and then got in the wrong line in boot camp and became a SEAL by accident. Oops. So there was no uh, no preconceived notions there, and then, frankly, I was probably just too stupid to quit. But I found value in the work that I was doing. And, uh, and continue to do it up until my retirement on February 29th, just a few weeks shy of 30 years of active duty Congratulations service. Congratulations, and thank you. And uh, in uh, more than a couple, um, you know, combat deployments with distinction. But, uh, yeah, local boy out of Aurora, New York, grew up on Cuga Lake, you know, lifeguarded on the lake, uh, became a state qualified lifeguard, and, and then uh, that kind of led me into, uh, you know, the rest of my last 30 years in the in the Navy and stuff like that. But uh, always, always happy to work with uh, people back here in my home state. I'm actually residing back in my home state now that I retired out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina, working with the Joint Special Operations Command, which uh, on the three-star staff there, working the operations and training for all the uh, entities under the uh, Joint Special Operations Command. 
and uh, and I'm taking some time off. I think COVID-19 uh, kind of gave me a forced social distancing function uh, that has actually it's not proved your style to be, either. That's funny. It's not, but it's uh, it's been good for me. It's it's helping uh, build me out, and and I've been making the most of it right now with a uh, a bucket list item of building my own home, and I'm taking down a old dairy farm in the Catskill Mountains that I'm going to repurpose into my next home. So. I was going to say, you're picking a pretty place to do that in Aurora. I spent a few years there myself. I uh, yeah, went to you know, Wells I College. So. I was going to jump in there, too. So this is the small world it is. He grew grew up right down the street from my brother-in-law. Oh, really? Who lives there now, right on the lake, right outside oh, wow. Aurora. So it's just a small world. We found out the Your other day. Your brother-in-law ever ate at the Wemo family restaurant? Mark, what was the name of the uh, restaurant? I forgot. I apologize. It was the, yeah, it was the Be Happy Cafe. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Did Mike ever Which eat was, there, Mark? What's that? Did uh, Mike ever eat there? I'm not sure. I would I would guess that maybe he did. I just saw Mike and Laura. Uh, they've gotten back from, from their little camper tours and stuff, and they've always been great neighbors. And, like, yeah, we've been lifetime neighbors here in the, well, in the little, little town of Lavanna. Um, but, uh, yeah, great people. Well, Mark, uh, first of all, congratulations on retirement, 30 years. Uh, we're going to go deeper into your military career and, and your Purple Heart and your, your multiple deployments, and obviously we can't share them all, but uh, people need to know the, the great Americans that are out there and serving us. And then uh, the project, I just wanted to tease a bit here. Uh, his last couple of months with the Navy, the Navy actually donated uh, Mark and his expertise to uh, the Monroe County Sheriff's Office to help us build out a center of excellence, a training center, a multi-purpose, multi-function uh, training center for police, fire, and EMS to train together in the most uh, comprehensive way. And WEMO has been part of that build-out process. Obviously, COVID jumped in the middle of our plans, but uh, mm -hmm. look forward to having you back up here, friend, and, and sharing in a, a future podcast of who you are and, and what you're doing for your community still after your retirement. Thanks for calling in today, Mark. Appreciate you guys, and uh, keep up the great work. I'm, uh, I'm just humbled to... Uh, that you asked me to do this, so thank you. It's awesome, man. God bless, friend. All right, take care. Thank you, you sir. Well, there's a uh, there's a true American hero, and uh, he, he he's a very humble guy. Uh, but uh, he was in our organization what, for about two and a half months uh, on that on that last uh, tour the Navy did with him and donated him to us, uh, and it was amazing what he did just for an organization. He, he came through here like a like a tornado and uh and people started talking we moves you know they started talking like him and started accepting his his philosophies of get it done uh, training uh, you can never stop uh it's pretty fun to watch and i think that's exactly what you saw is the get it done attitude yeah what's the obstacle how do we overcome it what's the yeah. obstacle how do we overcome it and i think that's what we've been trying to do since we've gotten here is where do we want to get to what's in the way and how do we move it i think he had 19 combat deployments silver star with valor metal uh excuse me uh, uh purple heart uh, and then when you got him walking around an organization saying, hey, I think we can get this done, and, and it kind of makes everybody go with you find as opposed way, to find right. ways not to do it. Like, <laughs> exactly. dude saying we're going to do it, we're going to do it. <laughs> Who wants to argue with him? Pretty Correct. impressive resume for sure. Yeah. Not well, me. He's definitely one of those people that uh, when he says we're going to get something done, the word no better not come out of your mouth yeah. because – yeah, that be, is not going to be taken lightly. He'll do the why not and, and make it feel like a dagger going through your Correct. head. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Just with words or uh, just a simple stare. He definitely has a you know, he has a very kind heart, but he definitely can be a little on the intimidating side too. So he, uh, you know, my few interactions. What a what a great guy. I so mean, I'm listening. To the mic. 
your mic going into my ears, you sound like Lou Rawls. I don't know if you know that. But <laughs> it, it, it's just, a, is it the mic or is that you normally talking like that, that tone? That's a compliment, man. <laughs> I don't know who that is, so I'm going to have to have a little bit of action. Dude, he doesn't know who Lou Rawls is. <laughs> Tisdale, he doesn't know who Lou Rawls is. What the, what's going on here? What are we going to do with like, this? So let's go to something you do know, and uh, <laughs> and that uh, that medal that you wear. We're talking about medals with uh, with Mark Wilmont. Uh, you wear a life saving medal, and maybe just uh, share a bit with the audience of of we, we issue out a red different medals for different reasons, and life saving one of the highest medals we can give, and you obviously earned it. Correct. Uh, I believe it was in 2012. Uh, I was working a zone midnights in the town of Pittsford on patrol. Approximately 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, we got a dispatch call for a person not responsive, not breathing at the Del Monte Inn in the village of Pittsford. Uh, luckily enough, I happened to just be at the main intersection in the village, and I was on scene within 30 seconds. I went straight up to the room number and started CPR on uh, the mail. The backstory to that was uh, he and his wife were in town on a business trip. And uh, he got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, and he, his wife uh, happened to watch him walk around the end of the bed, and all of a sudden he just collapsed. And she called 911 immediately. The, front, uh, the clerk that was working at the front end that night, she also came upstairs and uh, was a great assistance. So we did CPR. Uh, Pittsford Fire Department also responded, and the first on-scene chief brought up his AED, the Automated External Defibrillator, and we were able to shock the gentleman. And uh, when they left, he was actually talking to us in the back of the ambulance. That's so, you know, I've done CPR hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And that was one of the few times where somebody actually responded back to it. But, um, you know, we always learn in uh, CPR and first aid training that the quicker you can start good CPR, the better the person's chances of survival. Right. So, again, you know, I think I was just lucky that when the call came out, I was... Just, literally just up the street. Do you occasionally so. hear from him still? Um, I have not. I have not. But uh, um, he did come to the ceremony. Um, he came. Did I he? For, yeah. I for, I, That's pretty. I'm neat. Trying to think, it was either Ohio or Michigan. Again, this was quite a few years ago. Now I'm trying to remember. But he did come in for the ceremony, and also the uh, sheriff's office gave out a civilian award to the uh, clerk that was also working that night because it was definitely a team effort. It wasn't just me. Well, congratulations, and uh, it's, it's something that everybody gets a chance to do in their life, and that's actually save another human's sure. life, and that's that's pretty neat. Correct. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're we're here. Amy and I are the co-hosts, right? And we're here to interview uh, good guests to give behind the scenes uh, of the sheriff's office and, and who we are. And, and uh, so we little know a little about uh, Sergeant Baton. Uh, we don't know really what makes yeah. uh, under Sheriff Brown tick, though. You know, who what, are what, you what, under? <laughs> under the sheriff. Tell us a little bit about your family and your hobbies and who you are behind the batch. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect answer. That's what now you know what our staff meetings sound like. <laughs> I will say the under brings a lot of humor to this agency, and we're grateful for that. No one likes dead air. <laughs> no, you know, so I, I'm, uh, I'm married for 25 years this April. That's awesome. Which is awesome. I have three kids. I have three grandchildren. I know I've mentioned on multiple different avenues about my grandson mm-hmm. who uh, had cancer, then from the cancer treatment got leukemia, another form of cancer, but... He ended up getting a bone marrow transplant from his father, and he's doing outstanding That's now. He's incredible. putting on weight. That's he's awesome. running around, Bless causing him. havoc. So it's just uh, <laughs> being a great to boy, watch, yeah. being a little boy. Now, right? And, you know, he went from two years of everyone saying yes to whatever he wanted to now you got to try to say no to something. So <laughs> that's, that's an adjustment, too. but he's doing great. 
Uh, my, son, my middle son got married last year, and uh, he's getting ready to go to Delaware and work for J.P. Morgan. So that's going well. And my other son is, goes to University of Buffalo. So Beautiful. What's he want to do? Does he have a goal after uh, UB? So right now he wants to be a surgeon, but he's oh, kind really? of playing it by ear. And it's great. He's getting an opportunity to work at Highland. He's going to start a Highland Hospital as an OR tech and starting in July. Boy, that'd so be a great experience. It, it is going to be, be great very proud under those are. And he's constantly studying. When he puts his mind to something, he just really goes right. all out and focuses on it. And That's amazing. To the point where you got to like scream and yell him just to get his attention because he just tries yeah, to. He's, he's all in. Huh? He, when he goes all in, he's all in. Right. That's great. Great. And I know we're not supposed to get, you know, interview the interviewees, but uh, Amy Young has a, a history here in Rochester. So if you don't know who she is, how about I could do it like I was going to do with Wemo, or you can just introduce <laughs> yourself and uh, how you got into the world of, of radio initially and then into yes. TV for years. Could she explain the talent? Yeah, we never knew. So we hired a professional. Amy Young comes from the, the media world, and usually you see a law enforcement agency hire or get police officers to do this job. And we, obviously we have Sergeant Matt Patone to give that police officer perspective, but we wanted to hire someone that actually knows media and, and worked in it, so we hired – Amy Young, we learned so much about B-roll and talent and all these things we never knew. <laughs> all we, these words. All the years <laughs> I've been talking to the media, I didn't know what the behind the scenes and of uh, that. But uh, the word talent is something you don't like and it's something we use all the time. So <laughs> yes. it's, it makes it even fun. So. She best. was the one that told us, though. I know, and she should not have done <laughs> no, that. No, I think the sheriff saw that on one of the scripts. Oh, and is that it was? The I talent. Think that's how the story goes. The but the backstory on that is in television news where I spent about uh, 20 years of my career here in Rochester or more. Maybe 23 is more accurate. 20 good years at Time Warner uh, for GRC9 News when I wow. first came came around in 1992. And then it evolved to uh, YNN, and our news was in the middle, uh, somewhere in there, I think about 1995. And now it is called Spectrum, Spectrum News. News. But I had the great pleasure to be in your living rooms for 20 years there and then at Channel 8 for three and a half years. Wow. And it was my pleasure always to tell the stories of the good people and the great events of Rochester and I hail from a small town in Cuyahoga County called Troopsville. Troopsville. Uh, we have a corner store and a four, <laughs> Flashing <laughs> four light? Stop. Is there a flash? Oh, a four-way stop. Okay. <laughs> a four-way stop still. But really, Rochester has become my home. Uh, I met my husband here. Love bloomed at our news, as I like to say, uh. once upon a time. And uh, we have two beautiful children, and I'm so thrilled to be with the sheriff's office and I thank you, Sheriff, for um, putting your faith in me to tell the good stories here. Yeah. And so we have great personnel that uh, we love to tell stories about and push out current and pertinent information. And I'm happy to have uh, a partner alongside of me, Sergeant Batone, across the table from me today. So I think it's a perfect fit and a perfect marriage to bring uh, that media side and media relations. Um, and that's what I hope to do is keep those strong ties with the folks that were by my side for 25 years and... Uh, here we are. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Patone and Amy are, you know, it's a resource we can't think enough about what they're doing. So obviously sharing behind the badge, you know, this, this podcast is an idea. Let's share with the public what law enforcement does, what a jail bureau, what a court bureau is, who these folks are as people, like we've heard the undersheriff talk about his grandson. Um, but also we need to get timely information, accurate information out to the public as quick as possible during critical incidents. And, and calling upon you guys at 3 o'clock in the morning continuously and saying, review social media, what's the chatter, and let's get a direct message to the public to, to quell a rumor or get the safety information out to them is absolute paramount. Uh, and, and we've done that, you know, how many times where we got to get the facts out to people yes. that are that are scared in their neighborhood or, you know, a snowstorm's coming through and we want them off the streets now or whatever that is. And 
So like in news, um, deadline driven. Right. Um, but what I said to the sheriff upon his uh, hiring of me was that I would always make sure that we were as many times as possible, because we are human too, as to be accurate rather than first. So mm-hmm. if it means taking 30 more seconds to read things over and we share it with a lot yeah. of eyes here before we push it out, because sure. we are such a credible source to the community, it's critical to have the information as accurate as possible. So my partner and I try to bring that to you every day and uh, hope that you look to our social media platforms as a place for information, good information, and um, we'll share it with you that way. Well, let's plug it. Where can we find the sheriff's office on uh, social media? Monroe Sheriff NY, uh, at Monroe Sheriff NY is our Twitter and Facebook. We uh, play on those platforms as well as we're new to Instagram. Nice. So, um, thank you. We, yes. <laughs> sheriff, I heard that's uh, where all the young people hang out. That is where all the young people hang out. The sheriff's on there for, for I am? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I thought we said <laughs> young people. <laughs> so, of course. So, uh, those are the three platforms we are on, and now we have this podcast mcso behind the badge so i believe this will be a game changer for the sheriff's office where we can talk about current information and projects that we're working on and meet great people yeah you know in the future we look forward to talking about the mat unit the who's inside the jail working with people and through the addiction process and while they're incarcerated we built that you know the star unit at the jail uh looking forward to talking to general patisse john patisse a two-star general for the united states army is working on our strategic plan with us and our culture uh and developing our culture statements and things like that you know who's with us on board of this this beautiful thing and bringing our partners in law enforcement you know our specialized teams introduce you to our scuba guys and our swat team and and what they do and what their missions are so i'm excited i mean behind the badge it's a lot of fun so far yeah you know, I think one of the great things is think about all the things that we didn't know when we came to the sheriff's office that's here. Right. For, and we were law enforcement around this community for, you know, over 50 years between us and all the things that we didn't know about. So be able to get some of those things out yes. so that the community understands that all the things that the wonderful deputies of the sheriff's office are doing is just a great opportunity. Yeah. I'd like to say we're lifting the veil off the Monroe nice, County yeah. Sheriff's Office, right? We have lots of great programs that you both touched on inside the jail, but elsewhere in the court bureau, in the civil bureau, and we hope to share those with the public. Correct. Yeah. And also, hope oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stepped on you. And uh, you know, we also talk about recruitment too. You know, anybody that oh, yeah. might be listening that thinks, you know, what agency should I join? Where should I really try to get into? Uh, there are so many things to do within this organization. You know, there is, as the sheriff already touched on, there's uh, SWAT, there's canine warrant squad, um, all sorts of different task force. Uh, becoming a technician, a peer support. I mean, we could go on and on and on for hours about all the awesome things to do here. And that's what really makes this job so fun and so exciting is every day is different, but you also have a ton of opportunities that you may not have in other organizations. Right. Yeah. Told you I was deadline driven, Sheriff. So we are hitting the no Miranda wow. zone part of the program. Podcast <laughs> episode number one, car 501 and service is going 10-7 pretty soon. 10-7 means you're out of service. So uh, for ten folks, see, we're gotcha. getting, wow, the talent knows some 10 codes. That's good. <laughs> I think that was it. So one of the things I wanted to come up with, if you don't mind, I'll introduce it, Amy, is uh, the no Miranda zone. So everybody knows Miranda warnings where you have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Except in our world, the no Miranda zone says you don't have a right to remain silent, but we're going to use it against you. So uh, that's why it's no Miranda zone. So we're going to ask a few questions live on the air, and you got to answer them to our guests. And and, uh, under Sheriff, where are you going? He's walking out the door real quick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think the word is bring it. Bring it. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Bring it. it. All right. I'll fire the first shot. So he took the. He just took the bed and threw it right down the stairs. I didn't. Oh wait, that's 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 No, that never happened. What did you want to be when you grew up? Under. A stockbroker. No way. 
stockbroker. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. I'll be on, I never wanted to be a police officer. I heard the job on the radio and I thought, hey, that'd be a fun job. And I took the test and just kept taking the test. I was doing electronics at the time and ended up getting hired. And here I am. Yeah, that's interesting. Man, we can interview you a little longer. I got to get to know you better. So I was on Lonsbury and I told, I said that I was a stockbroker on Lonsbury right. and all three of my kids sent me a text going, we didn't know that. <laughs> Apparently I didn't say anything and that's before their time, but you that's know. That's why you're enjoying your finance class in college, huh? That's amazing. Sergeant Patone, no Miranda zone. Well, uh -oh. Don't peek, you can't peek. Sorry. <laughs> if money was no object, this is a softball. If money was no object, where would you travel and why? Um, boy, I love the Caribbean, so yeah. it would probably be down to uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. Nice. Just, uh, you know. water. Uh, yeah, beautiful water, beautiful landscape, great people. And uh, I like to eat uh, Caribbean food. I, I highly enjoy that, so that would be my choice. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, one more for the under, I think. Name something you're afraid of. Amy Young. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> and with that, we're out of time. <laughs> wow. Play, hit the outro music. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> before Amy gets asked a question. <laughs> exactly. The No Miranda Zone. Well, this was, was a good. lot of fun this week. Absolutely, guys. So, uh, absolute blessing to have you guys build this out for us. Uh, Jamie and, and Tiz, we really appreciate you building. They have a great podcast. They talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, if they can scream on the mic what their, what their uh, podcast is, we'll, we'll appreciate that. Let's do a little plug real quick as we outro this music. Guys, we want to thank you guys a lot for having us on. And uh, like we said, SteelerNationLive.net. Make sure you stop by, Steel. check us out, and check out all the fascinating things that we have for you guys. So thank you. big ups to what the sheriff is doing with this program. So check it out. The podcast is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. What thank a great you. opportunity this was. What a, what a lot of fun. Look forward to sharing behind the badge and who we are as a sheriff's organization. And uh, everybody have a great time till we get together soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.